This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Actions of the Washington Capitals. From last week, and I can assure you that we're all hurt. Yeah. But we appreciate you still coming here today to listen to us talk about it. You know, um, they say the first, the first step to healing is acceptance. Is that even true, Polly? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm no psychology major, but um, probably. I mean, that sounds like something smart people who studied human brain would say. Um, I mean, who knows? Would you call this acceptance? I mean, we're, we're going to bitch and moan, so. Okay, fair enough. I guess we're in denial a little bit. Yeah. Which I think comes before acceptance, so I don't know. Anyways, Caps fans, generally this is when we would be talking about the Week in Review. We're going to do that. We're also going to give you NHL news as usual. This Thursday, um, we're going to go to back to segments. Probably a little playoff talk mixed in there as well, obviously. But... Um, Next week, my segment is going to be all segment is going to be all about um, the terrible, terrible fucking um, takes that I've seen on Twitter. That's when you know when the when the wound is fresh. It's really hard for somebody to you know just right off the gut make these calls for the long term success of your club, right? Yeah, you need time to sit back and assess, right? And, Polly, what are you going to be talking about? Well, it'll be next episode, not next week. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah. this is the Thursday epi. Yeah. My bad. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the nominations for the NHL awards. Awesome. All right. Let's pop some tabs and get right into it. What do you think? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. I mean, a little bit of awesome news, you know which starts with screwing over the entire Penguins organization. Fuck the Penguins organization. On May 12th, goalie Joel Hoffer of the Springfield Thunderbirds scored an empty netter against the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Baby Penguins in a 6-2 win. The Thunderbirds are the St. Louis Blues AHL affiliate and are heading, they're leading the best-of-five Atlantic Division semifinal series 2-0. Penguins beat the Bears in the series before this. That are Hershey Bears, so good to see a little upcomings there, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's only one team I root for in this organization, and that's the Wheeling Nailers. And yeah, you know, I tell people all the time how frustrated I get when the Nailers don't succeed, and I have to watch the Penguins. Right. You know, just quick flashback: 2016, Nailers <laughs> played the Allen Americans in the Kelly Cup. Who, is, who were, at the time, the Sharks ECHL affiliate. Right. So at the very same time, Penguins were playing the Sharks, Nailers were playing Allen, and the worst possible outcome happened. The Penguins, their organization won the Stanley Cup. Right. And then 
the Allen Americans won the Kelly Cup. It was just as someone who lives in the shadow of Pittsburgh but cheers for their minor league team, it was the worst situation. <laughs> yeah, that is trash. Um, absolutely. I remember that run. It was a good time to go see some hockey, though. Locally, it was. Which was nice. And, you know, they did just make the playoffs this year. First time since that run. Won game seven, first round. After limping in. After limping in. And then uh, they beat the defending champions, Fort Wayne Comets. And then lost by way of getting swept in round two. Brutal. To Toledo. Did they even come back to Wheeling for some games? In the second round? They played two at home. In oh. third game, they actually they were down like 5-1. <clears throat> yeah. Scored two goals in the third period. Looked like it was going to, you know, there was a little hope there. Mm-hmm. But um, it ended up being 5-4, actually. They just nice. fell short. I was hitting balls at Spidell um, up at the local course here. And I'm pretty sure all the boys came back from their sweep. Because uh, they got swept out of town, correct? Or did they get swept No, they out? were here. Okay. Well, a um, couple days after. Um, it had to be. It had, there was, they were talking like hockey dudes. They all looked like they were like pro athletes. They're all pretty cut up. And they were at the golf course. Like, There's no way that that wasn't the Nailers. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So they're already golfing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just to, to, to round that all in, um, I only cheer for the Nailers. So seeing this part of the organization allow a goalie goal in the AHL is beautiful. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it, in any case, it's an awesome thing. This doesn't happen amongst all three pro leagues, hardly ever. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just great to see. I would say like in the NHL it happens like what, once every five years? I think more like once every ten. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Uh, Captain, sorry if you're hearing my dumbass neighbor fucking mowing their lawn. It's already dark. It's like nine o'clock. Is that what it is? Is it right there? Polly? Yeah. God damn it, dude. Well, you know, talking about goalie goals, in no. case anyone hasn't seen the interviews or don't know this information, Ole Kolzig had the first goalie goal in WHL history. Friend of the pod there. Yeah, yeah. friend of the pod. We've had on twice. Twice? Yeah, we've had him on twice. Yeah. Uh, Not this season, though. And his words were, the Capitals were like, yeah, we don't, oh, paraphrasing. We don't give a shit. You're supposed to stop the puck, not score goals. Yeah. And he was like, mm, okay. Yeah. I think his his words were, I've never felt so small. Because uh, the the big club called him a couple days after he scores the that goal in, what is the E, right? The ECHL? No, the WHL. Still oh. juniors. Oh, yeah, in juniors. And he's like, yeah, we drafted you to stop shots and not make goals. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. That was a good, a good story. Uh Probably season, what, two? Yeah, I think it was... First interview? December of uh, 2020. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, on to some more league news. Barry Trotz, uh, Capitals legend Barry Trotz, fired from the New York Islanders, won the Jack Adams, went to two finals... Conference finals. Or conference finals, yeah. Two times in his four years and then missed the playoffs this year and I guess Lou Lamarill had enough. I don't I don't get how you do that. I, I don't know. I mean, imagine Lou Lamarillo being mad at Barry Trotz at the team that he built. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you talk about this all the time about how NHL coaches have like the shortest tenure in pro sports. Oh, yeah. Um and I mean I, 
I think it's often that successful coaches are fired. I mean, Gallant was fired from Vegas. He took him to a cup and then to the second round. And I think what their third, third or fourth. I mean, yeah, this is their first year they've missed the playoffs. He was in the, when he was fired, the, the, uh, Knights were in a playoff spot. Yeah. They just weren't high enough on the depth chart, apparently, or on this, on the rankings. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's not, I mean, unheard of to have someone fired with the success, but right. um, I still think it's a bad move for them. One year left on the contract, too, which is interesting. Yeah. So he doesn't get that, and, you know, I get it, because unlike players' contracts, coaches' contracts aren't guaranteed. So, you know, absolutely, you know, that's money lost. Barry Trotz isn't hurting for any money, I doubt. I mean, I bet uh, right now, but... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, where the thing about this market is goal or coaches are in incredibly high demand right now. I mean, the Flyers, they need a coach. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other teams on the, on the, that could, would, there's many teams that would jettison a coach for Barry Trotz. The Canucks might not bring back, uh, Bruce. Bruce yeah. That was, yeah. uh, that was a temporary thing. That's a total head scratcher for me as well. They played way better under him. Yeah, I mean, they made a run at a playoff spot. Yeah, after being, like, one of the worst Canadian teams in the league, which is a really low bar to stumble over. Yeah, I mean, I think New York Islanders' real problem here is the fact, the way that Lou is running this team. I think so, too. I mean, you know, but like you said, and like I guess, like you said, I said, yeah, the every GM gets his coach right. One coaching change. Now, when Lou came in, I don't think I think he got a little bit in the grace period because when he came in, he immediately got trots. Yeah, I mean it was like within a month of Lou Lamarillo getting hired, trots was in, and Lou was like, "That's my coach." And then you get all this fucking success. The Islanders, you know, overperform for three years, and then you know eat dog shit in that fourth year, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, and they were still, you know, decently close to a wild card spot. Yeah. Even after playing, you know, starting their season 13 games in a row on the road. Right. Like, the reason they've overperformed was these players who are mostly past their prime had a little bit of grit that could make up for some of that. Yeah. And then Trotz, his coaching. I mean, he put them in a position to win. Um, so, I mean, you know, on your point of every coach gets one – or GM gets one coach change, they miss the playoffs next year. I think Lou's gone. I think they will miss the playoffs next year. Maybe they'll give them two seasons, give the new coach one year. Maybe. But, like, I mean, who are they going to get? You know what? I bet this is like a play for Quinville. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this just has Quinville written all over, written all over it. Yeah. Or mm. Babcock uh, or something. Yeah. Some fucking maybe it'll be Torts. I could I could, could deal with be. that. Yeah, maybe like uh, get the young guys whipped up into shape and then fire Torts when you're ready to make a run. I just yeah. I don't see like how the New York Islanders are super comfortable with this 
with this uh, roster. And, and you know, I, there's been a lot of speculation that maybe there was, like, an internal struggle there with Barry Trotz being like, yo, this is a fucking trash roster. We need some younger guys, which would surprise me because Barry Trotz is infamously the guy who's, like, you know, the NHL is not a development league. you got to be the best right now coming out the gate. Yeah. Um, well, in any case, we'll be there. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, moving on, what do we got next, Polly? Well, the uh, the second round is almost set. We're gonna have the Battle of Florida. Florida's gonna That's play crazy. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of glad there'll be a rematch. It was a good uh, series last year. Yeah, and how about the Toronto Maple Loafs? Just doing what everybody said they would do. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I I mean. And I've seen, you know, it's funny because all a lot of the media in around Toronto is like the the Leafs need to do nothing. They just need to like go at it again next year. There needs to be no roster changes. There needs to be no coaching changes. There needs to be no changes. And at this point, you kind of have to agree. There's nothing like you already have everything. Toronto, yeah, the players just have to win. Yeah, I you mean, already have everything. If they could make a prude move, maybe if they could find a goalie. Uh, upgrade yeah. would be the only thing they really need. But they but, got their goalie upgrade this this year with Frederick Anderson. When are they sent him out, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. They got but Jack they, Campbell. Jack Campbell, yeah. Which he's really good. But, I mean, if someone was around the same price that's better, you know, like, I mean, I would take Gibson over him. Yeah, but is that really going to push you to the next round? I don't believe no. it. No, I, I mean, they've got the roster. They just need to perform. Yeah. I mean, it is a Tampa Bay Caps situation. Yeah. Um, right, so that's you know, that's what's set there. Um, the Hurricanes. Sorry, were you saying more? Is that what no, you no, asked? go, go. Uh, the Hurricanes will play the winner of tonight's Game 7 between New York Rangers and the Penguins. Go Rangers. Penguins are winning 3-2 to two at the end of the second. Motherfucker. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, Colorado will play St. Louis. And then the Oilers, who I think are lucky to get out of a series that they were almost upset in, are going to play the winner of Calgary, Big D, who play Game 7 in about 30 minutes from right now as we're recording. So when you listen on Monday, there should be a result. On those those games, and uh, you know, you can check NHL.com for the actual schedule. Well, as of Sunday night, they haven't released the schedule, which I think is dumb because they already know. I mean, maybe they need to know who wins to know who's the home or away team. But second round could have the Battle of Florida and the Battle of Alberta. Right. So, that'll be nice. So, in my bracket, um, <clears throat> how, how, how busted is yours? Let me... Um, so, I correctly predicted Florida-Tampa. Okay. Um, and then I picked Boston to upset Carolina. But I did pick the Rangers, so um, I'm either going to have 3-on-4, 2-on-4 on the East, 
in the West, I picked... The only one who I'm correct on so far is the Avalanche. I picked Minnesota. They lost. Me too. Um, if Calgary wins tonight, I got that right. They will. And I picked the Kings. Idiot. You're oh, an idiot. I was almost right. <laughs> I knew I, Edmonton. I, I had Edmonton in seven. So Yeah, so well, spot on for you. Right. Um, Never wrong. Yeah, so... I mean, my, my finals is Colorado-Florida. Real original. Going on on a limb there. Right. So. I mean, I have Colorado on the west. Uh, the eastern side of my bracket is could be 100%, like, everything but Florida-Washington correct if the Rangers don't shit the fucking bed tonight and actually fucking get it together and do what they're supposed to do. So that's not almost everything right. That's 75% correct. That's still pretty good. Oh, is it? Well, look, man. Go I, take this is, go this take was, a class. Seventy five, good. Yeah, that's the that passes. That's a C. It's a D. Seventy five. Oh no, a, I, I guess in college that was a C. Yeah. Yeah. A seventy is a C, isn't it? Yeah, sixty. Yeah. Anything under a sixty. I mean, fuck. If that's not the, if that's not the, uh, hey, go to college <laughs> mantra. I don't know what it is. All Anything right. over a sixty percent. So you got a C. And I may also get a C in the East right. if New York wins. Yeah. Uh, mint the Okay, the St. Louis Blues, though, they surprised me. I didn't think they were good. I thought that they were fucking cooked. See, I expected Minnesota to win, but I think it was the closest thing to a toss-up well, yeah. in, in the West. Yeah. It was the, the series that I didn't think there was a clear winner. Right. I mean... I know Edmonton is a better team, but I just thought L.A. may pull off an upset because Edmonton's so top-heavy. And I had Carolina in six moving back over to the to the east, but they won in seven. Uh, all right, so out of the first round, what's the most fun? Obviously not the fucking Florida-Washington series. I thought the most fun to watch was actually Edmonton-L.A. I didn't watch much of them. Um, Did you watch Calgary-Dallas? I've watched some. Uh, I think the most fun has been Tampa, Toronto. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been high flying hockey. It has. It has. But you expect that from those two teams. Yeah. I guess I was more like surprised and vibing on the surprise with the Edmonton and LA series where LA, I can't believe it, LA took them to seven and yeah. almost won. Yeah. I mean, I think L.A.'s got a bit of a future here. Yeah, um, and you would think that, you know, when I think L.A., I think old and, and clapped out, but obviously not. Yeah, and, I mean, my opinion on the Edmonton L.A. series is that <sighs> I think I didn't have faith. I don't have faith in Edmonton to win any one series. But because it came down to one game, then Connor McDavid can carry a team. I don't think he can carry a team, that team, through a seven-game series. Right. But I think he can be almost completely responsible to win a game seven. So if Edmonton yeah. can get him to a game seven. <laughs> right. I mean, that's bare it's minimum. exactly a winning recipe, though. Well, yeah. And, I mean, kind of, I guess. I mean, get to game seven, that's not, like, the best game plan because at that point, Depending on how the the games fall, you could lose in five or six. 
Yeah, that's true. I I mean I don't know. I I don't I don't think Edmonton's going to go any farther than this second round. I don't think they can beat Calgary. I don't think they can beat Dallas. I mean the way yeah. Dallas is playing, it's crazy. I thought Dallas would win or I mean would lose in six. Um, and that was like a conservative estimate. I thought Calgary was going to come out and play pretty, beat them pretty easily. Um, <clears throat> and I think that the the really only upset that has been been for me is if the Penguins win and St. Louis. Yeah, which aren't on paper that big of an upset, right? Yeah, I mean, I think. L.A. was the the biggest underdog on paper. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, what's next? Well, we got injuries. So, um, you know, Crosby got hit by Truba, left mm-hmm. game five, didn't come back. Uh, whether it's related or not, New York won games five and six, kept the series alive. Crosby, Raquel, and Jari all came back tonight for Game 7. Let me see here if he has that third goal or not, Crosby. Because last we saw it was 2-2. No, Rodriguez, unassisted. Um, Jack Two unassisted goals this game. Yeah, the Pens have had two. Yeah. Yeah, and Rangers, one of their goals went off someone's skate. Right, on the Matheson's, right. Um, Jack Eichel reportedly played the final six weeks of the regular season with a broken thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone may think that's not a big deal, but you hold the stick with your hand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So, uh, I've played a hockey game with a broken hand and it's not fun. You know, right. Anything to do with holding the stick gets a lot of play. Sure. Uh, so, you know, George McPhee released that information this week. Tough year for the guy. Coming off the neck surgery and then breaking, breaking thumb. thumb. Six weeks. Why'd they even play him? Because they were making a playoff push. Yeah, I guess they, they needed him, to, but he they ultimately didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, haha. But also, sucks to see Jack Eichel leave Buffalo finally. Come to Vegas, and the shitty Vegas Knights couldn't even get it done for him. Yeah, no, right? Like those assholes have overperformed the entire time, right. and then they give Jack Eichel a chance to—he goes there for a chance to do something, and then they miss the playoffs for the first time. <laughs> He's a scourge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Darcy Kemper in Game Three, a stick went through his mask. Got him in the eye. Wow. Uh, Pavel Francouz finished the game, and then game four in the sweep. So, you know, he got a little more time to recover, mm-hmm. and he's expected to play game one against St. Louis, which, uh, you know, we were talking about this last night. Francouz is a capable backup, but Kemper is definitely their best chance. And as they get deeper in the playoffs, no matter how good your team is, you're going to need a solid goalie. So this is a good sign for Colorado. Absolutely. Speaking of last night, um, friend of the podcast, Zarley Price, got married to his fiancée, Brooke. So, congratulations to the Prices. Uh, Juicebox podcast, friend of the pod, kind of another wheeling podcast, completely different in everything. So we've, been on, we've been on twice. 
Yeah, we've been on twice and it's been and fucking awesome. They have an we amazing had them, setup. We had half of the podcast, not including Zarly, on yeah. with us. Season two finale, I believe. Yeah, talked about Star Wars, Game of Thrones, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, they're like more pop culture, kind of anything and everything podcasts. We're definitely hockey, but there's some crossover because Zarly plays hockey with us um, on our beer league team. Yeah, so I mean... Hockey Leading guy. scorer, by the way. Leading scorer of the season. He's a hockey guy. Had Pink Whitney as yeah. a... As the, I think, was that and then maybe Jim Beam. I think were the only liquors there. I don't think there was anything dark. I thought it was tequila. Oh, that's what it was. It was, yeah, it was a tequila. I'm sorry. Yeah, tequila, um, blue Caraco kind of rum, and then Pink Whitney. Yeah, so, uh, you know, shout out Czar for bringing the Pink Whitney. Absolutely, and congratulations. Um, also, leading our team in scoring, from what I understand, goals at least, uh, dude's having a having a pretty big year. Yeah, he is for sure. <laughs> you know, quick, uh, funny story about Pink Whitney. My wife, uh, the first time she tried it, she saw I had it. Mm. And I think I got it, like, I must have had like a double board. So it looked like I had a mixed drink. Right. And she took a big old swig of it because... And just for clarification, this is like a year ago, so pre-pregnancy. Um, she Not takes a big old swig of it because she thought it was a mixed drink, but it's just a flavored, straight-up vodka. Right. So she was just like, ah. Yeah. yeah. Funny surprise. Nice. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and let me ask you this. About Darcy Kemper, going, going all the way back to that, did he get hit? With, like, a blade or the butt end of his butt end. No, it was the blade. I think it was um, Philip Forsberg. Oh, someone. Must I have think just really just shoved it in hard. I no. I think it was like um, if I remember the play correctly, there was like a tangle up in front of the net. Um, it was it was a very accidental play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, but they were talking about how they were calling it the the cat eye mask. Yeah, cat eye mask. Yeah, and they were saying that like in youth hockey. You can't even have, have it. All right. Yeah. You so, can't wear I mean, maybe he's grandfathered in, or maybe now they'll change the rule. No, no, no. Um, in all youth hockey, you've never been able to wear a cat eye mask. Ever. Ever. Okay. Like, if, and it's it's just like a player's mask. It's like checkered grid. Yeah. Um, the cat eye has like big, it's like a bar down the middle and then it comes out like that. Yeah. Just, it's like what every NHL player wears. There's no way that the goalies are going to give up the cat eye mask. I, it, it just provides so much better visibility. I mean, maybe they could bring the, uh, the bottom loop of it up higher to maybe yeah. take away room, like make it less likely, you know, cause it's just so rare that it happens. Right. But it happened, so you know maybe they'll change the the measurements on it. Well, well, I mean, eventually they should just have like a force field for all. Yeah. You know, in the future. Yeah. You a know. clear force field. Yeah, like a. It's like it's nothing's there, but then, you know, it'll be like when you're playing a video game and you try to run like out of like out of bounds or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're just like running into a an invisible wall. Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, so, did you watch Dune yet? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know how, like, super fast things can get through their, like, personal force field, yeah. but slow things get rejected. Yeah, well, the puck's not slow. 
Yeah, but it's not a bullet. True. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting stuff. Uh, suspensions. Darnell Nurse suspended one game for headbutting. This was ridiculous, man. I mean, he deserved every bit of this. Yeah. When I watched the replay, I was just like, that was just a dude being a pissy asshole. Like, he didn't <laughs> like what happened, so he just threw. I mean, I don't know if it was dirty, being pissy, maybe a little bit of both. But, right. like, I saw that, and you know, it's kind of like, it's a good thing he's tough because if he wasn't, he would have got his ass beat right there. Oh, I know. Um, and the thing is, is it like completely unnecessary? Is really like you'd said. I mean, this is there. This wasn't a hockey play. It wasn't even like the guy. And who did he do it to? Like Dano or something? I don't know. Some somebody that he the, the guy he did it to wasn't really like. I mean, they were battling in front of the net, but there's no reason for him to do that. I don't know. Just dude just snapped. Yeah. Yeah. Do Rookie some move. Do something like this against the Avalanche. Gabe Landeskog's going to have words. Kadri. Kadri. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Pretty shitty thing to do. He definitely deserved it. Uh, But Darnell Nurse has been pretty good. So When they play Calgary, if that's who they get, he better not do that around Nikita Zorov. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't don't view the Oilers as being like bruising hockey players. No, it's just Darnell Nurse. Right. And Darnell Nurse is not a tough guy. To be completely honest, he's a big dude and he'll throw, uh, which I respect the hell out of him for. But this was totally unnecessary, and uh, it's very rare that you actually see a call for headbutting. So not a good look. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Carolina's defenseman Brendan Smith fined two thousand dollars for elbowing David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins during Game Seven, and then Boston Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy has been fined five thousand dollars for tripping. Uh, Brady Skage. Is it, what, how do you call it? What, what's the hmm. pronunciation? I have no idea. Really? I thought you, one, I remember. No, clearly. I remember you said it one time and I was like, oh, is that how you say it? Oh, all right. Because I'm like Chance the Rapper in that SNL skit when he looks at it and <laughs> he goes, nope. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know. Skay, Skay, Skay. I thought. At one point, you'd corrected me or said it, and I said, I thought the, the roles were reversed. I think I tried to say it, and you spit something out. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, that's the league news that we've got. Uh, well, you know, and while we're talking about money, yeah, tell me about ways to win some. Well, I, I was getting there, Polly. I was trying to set you up, man. <laughs> like, come on. God. You know, I just, I just sent you an assist into the wheelhouse, and Biffed you... It. You caught it to take a wrist shot instead, and then it went into the defenseman's shin guards. It actually it went right between my legs. I whiffed on it. I fell over. You it. fell. <laughs> Sticks in the rafters. Yeah, I, I threw my stick and shit. Oh. Um, all right, hockey fans. The pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? 
With DraftKings, same game parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, that might have been the cleanest ad read I've had in weeks. It months. was. Months. Easy. Yeah. See what happens when you wait to start drinking until the show starts? Okay. Now you're just calling me out. <laughs> Let's talk about the caps. All right. All right, caps fans. It's the Washington wraparound. We're finally here. Doom and gloom. Let's be sad together. Let's do it. Let's cry. All right. Okay, so, look. After last week, all-time high last week, Caps leading 2-1 to one in a fucking playoff game series against the President's Trophy winners. What did we say coming in? I said Caps in 7. And what did you say? What did I say? You said Caps in 5. <laughs> You maniac. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I was a little... I was fucking feeling myself there. I was feeling myself. I was feeling the caps. All right, fine. Whatever. You know, I should have said cats in two, and then maybe, you know, the reverse karma would have worked. It's never failed us. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the caps could have done anything. All right, all right. Well, let's get into it. Game four... Three to two overtime loss. Now, you know, this loss sucked. All right. This was mm-hmm. a blown lead. Okay. And this is going to be a, this is going to be a theme, by the way. Hmm. Blown lead. Uh, and then on home over, ice. On a home ice. And then an overtime biff, right? Uh, you know, battle of attrition that the, the caps eventually snapped and lost is really how I saw this. TJ Oshie opened up scoring in the first. Uh, that goal was eventually answered later in the first by Carter Verhage, who had himself a fucking series, uh, and it was an incredible liability for the Washington Capitals in the in the, in the last half of the series. Uh, and when I say liability, a fucking liability. Uh, game remained one one as the Panthers just attacked in waves. I think the Caps at the, on this game though. I thought they did, like, a pretty good goddamn job of fucking turtling, right? An incredible job of keeping Florida in the low-danger areas. And Samsonov had a really incredible game, another one. Um, but the entire second was basically Florida bashing the Caps over the head with shot attempts. Uh, it seemed like the Caps were absorbing all dangerous chances, buying time for a solid counterpunch, which, lo and behold, happened by Evgeny Kuznetsov getting kind of like a slow break opportunity. I mean, this was a breakaway that happened from the red line to the blue line with a single pass. Great, great uh, breakout pass. And I think it was Ovi that, at the red line, tossed it up to Kuzi. And, you know, Kuzi had two, three powerful strides. And you know how he is. When, if you can get him out in open space, I mean, he's gone. Holds the puck forever. Uh, Bob Rofsky flopping around like a dead fish. Or a fish out of water, and from no angle, on the left side buries one. Amazing goal! It Amazing really was. Goal. And at that point, it's two one, two one caps. Okay. Unfortunately, it just happened too early in the game, right? You know, 
Um, I, I mean, incredible, incredible and patient play by QZ. This is the QZ Revenge Tour in full effect for sure. Things look good right here. But like four minutes left in the game, Andrew Brunette pulls the tendy early and Sam Reinhardt, Reinhardt, Reinhardt buries the equalizer. And this was just... I mean, a kick to the nuts. Yeah. There's... The Caps are in position, but nobody picks up Reinhardt. Samsonov can't find the puck. And it goes in short side, like of all the places that it could have gone in. I mean, it was a massive pileup. It was. But, like, you would think that the goalie, when the pucks is, like, over in that area, is going to shut down that short side. I'm not going to blame Samsonov here. I'm not going to do that. But at the same time. First time for everything. <laughs> at, this, at the same time, I think that, you know, defense, goaltending, everybody absolutely had a fucking meltdown. That was a team goal allowed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and so what happens? We well, OT. Right. Stop me if you heard this before. Overtime happened, and Carter fucking Verhage. You ever heard of that guy? Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, picks up a rebound on the rush for the game winner. And again, this was a, a, exactly the play that we had been stopping all throughout the f- second and third. It's just that nobody picked up Verhage. And I don't know. It, I'm not convinced that it was the Panthers doing anything different. You know, Verhage wasn't like, oh, I'm going to break in on the left here because that's where he's kicking out rebounds. It was literally just repetition. They yeah, got enough I mean, chances and something squirted loose to him. Yeah, I mean, they, they found a, a weak spot on the caps. You know, they caught him, caught him sleeping. Right. And this was another play where, again, we had three guys back, I believe. Mm-hmm. nobody Just nobody picked up the, the trail. You know, and I really thought... This game, you know, you talk about to win a cup, goalies or the goalie committee or the goalie yep. have to steal four games. And as we're watching this game, I'm thinking, this is Sammy stealing us our first game. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, the Panthers were just unloading on the Caps. And right. the, the Caps were withstanding it. Sammy was playing a great game. Uh, you know, the Caps are playing good defense, but, I mean, overall, you would say they were being outplayed. Getting shelled, yeah. I would say. And just, they couldn't uh, couldn't hold on. I 100% agree. I think that you're absolutely right. If the Washington Capitals were to have won this game, Samsonov would have been able to say, I stole this game for the Caps. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Um, and that would be how... A tandem or goaltending, like you said, committee on any given Stanley Cup winning team starts their run. And that is the goalie needs to steal four games minimum in a Stanley Cup run. Shh. Are you telling me to shush? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I stopped it before. Making a mess. Making a mess. No, it didn't make a mess. I stopped it just in time. Well, it's not even a beer. It's like a fucking soda. What is that? It's a Pepsi. Pepsi? Alright. You Pepsi or Coke guy? Um, I mean, I, I like them both. I guess I prefer Pepsi because I buy it, like, uh, what's the word? Voluntarily, more right. often. Uh, That's some poor people shit, Polly. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'd say my two favorite 
dark sodas are Pepsi and vanilla Coke. So, vanilla Coke. Okay, mm-hmm. you're a psycho, and you're def- that's throwback. That's fucking throwback. Vanilla Coke used to be something that was like in the fifties. Yeah, no, and, and it's, it's everywhere good. now. It's good, but I'm 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 on the cherry Coke train, bro. Mm. Cherry Coke Classic, right? Uh, have there, to have it. There's now cherry vanilla Coke. I know it's disgusting. <laughs> Try right. it. See, I think cherry Pepsi is better than cherry Coke. I had a cherry Pepsi today. Disagree. I don't know, man. When I drink that shit, you know, like, it, okay, so we, um, Yanni, Yanni dip. Any, we, uh, we, you know how I've been, like, redoing a house, right? Yeah. Where we're currently being shown here. Well, um, I took all of the hinges of my hundred year old doors that had been painted over, like, 20, 30 times mm-hmm. and just took two, two liters of Coke and just let them sit in it for like a week and a half. Stripped the all, stripped like 10 layers of paint off these fucking metal pieces. Uh, like it was tissue paper. Yeah. You glad you're drinking that? Yeah, exactly. So if I want, if I'm going to have like something that's going to do that in my stomach, I want the real... I want the name brand shit. Jesus. You know, I want the Cadillac. I don't want no yeah. no Pepsi. Poor people shit. If someone's gonna shit in my shopping cart, it's gonna be Walmart, not Kmart. <laughs> Alright. So, Sammy fails to steal this game. Caps fail to play. Uh, shut down defense for the rest of the game. That's an OTL. Okay. Things aren't bad at this point. Series tied 2-2 sucks. Kind of like a punch to the fucking mouth, right? Not mm-hmm. the nuts, just like a nice pop to the mouth. No teeth lost. You may be like, you know, tasting a little blood, but you're fine. You're going back, um, you know, to what, Florida? Yeah. And you got another game. Got another game in front of that sleepy crowd in Florida, okay? So what do the Caps do in Florida? They lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, ex- okay, you know, they. Fine. Well, okay, yeah, so there. you know, coming into this game, there was a lot of suspense trying to break that tie. You know, the Caps fans are thinking, if we can get this, we're in a, a really good spot. You know, right, winning game take five, take the lead. You know, it's now best of three. Yeah, win game five, come back, win game six at home. You know, I think that was that was the feeling around Caps Twitter, at least. For sure. Yeah, I mean, were. I think that was commonplace, logical sense, right? Yeah. And, you know, and coming in, the Caps must have agreed. You know, the first half of the game, it was hashtag all caps. Yeah. And the, the Caps came in, two Oshie goals and Justin right. Schultz. You know, 3 nothing lead for the Caps halfway through. Panthers looked to be not good. You know, not good at all. Yeah. And, um... Well, then, then they uh, they showed why they have all the hype around them. You know exactly. <laughs> guess who? Carter motherfucking Verhage. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the most traditional play. No. Yeah, he gets a puck off the backboards behind Sammy, and then as you put it here, after that it was hashtag all cats. Yeah, with a T. And look, you know, here's the thing about Carter fucking Verhage. You know, he's in the right place at the right time. 
had himself a fucking series. The fluky play off the backboards all started with what I believe, if I remember correctly, a failed fucking clear. We couldn't get out of the zone. Barkov cuts it off uh, and just innocently dumps it at the net, and it pops out right on Verhage's stick. Boom, right in. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I saw this, I think, maybe it was on Facebook. Verhage wasn't even sniffing the top ten in Consmite uh, voting well, yeah. before game four. Right. And then after games four and five, he was like top three. Sure. Having four goals or whatever in two games is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, now, everyone that you didn't want to score, well, you know, because you look at a series like that and you're like, okay, don't let any of these guys wake up. Like, don't let Sam Reinhardt, who's a talented scorer, uh, but not exactly like their stars like Burkov, Barkov or Huberto, right? Like, don't let their depth, which is deep as fuck, deep in the fucking ocean, get going, right? You know, you want to, if, if you're the caps, you're thinking, like, shut these guys down, shut the top line down, obviously, but, like, don't let their depth get going because we're not deep enough to counteract that. I don't think any team in the NHL is right now, uh, at least successfully, unless you're going to be able to, like, outscore them. Yeah. Now, we had a goal from fucking Patrick Hornquist. I fucking hate this guy. I, f- I think he's the one who tied the game up. Yeah, he is. So, Raptor so, Verhage, yeah. um, we had... What Sam Reinhardt probably yeah, and then and then Hornquist. fucking Hornquist and these were three quick goals yeah, and then Flyers legend Claude Giroux coming down and burying one as well on a, on a nice you know it was a rebound play right off the pads of Sammy right into the net you know Caps let up five unanswered goals in this three goal blown lead. They did this back in December in Florida. Mm-hmm. They had a lead coming into the third and let up four goals. Yeah. I mean, you would think they would learn from that and not let something of that happen again. I mean, you would think that they would try. I mean, and here's the thing, right? It's it's like, well, why do, why how do teams get scored on by Ovi and from his office? I mean, they're just that good, right? I mean, he's just that good. True. And I get it. I get it. But fucking five unanswered goals is unacceptable. They looked like the young rookie team. The, they looked like the rookies. The yeah. the Florida Panthers looked like they were just ready. They were ready. To, oh, fuck it. Who cares? We had blown coverages. We had some really bad turnovers, man. Like John Carlson two feet in the fucking, you know, five feet into the blue line with that drop pass to no one for the rush. The thing is, is that you cannot let, and I said this at the beginning, if you let the Panthers dictate terms, which means if they can get odd man rushes, rushes, if they can get the defense to be pinching and, and move in transition, if they can play a transition rush game, a cardiac caps game, you know, the young guns game mm-hmm. that the caps used to play, they're going to be successful. And the Washington Capitals, bit on that way too way too much uh they're a faster team foot speed you cannot let these bad turnovers happen because they will fucking mur- they'll bury you on those yeah. every time uh i wouldn't say that the caps were like making in this game the caps made a lot of mistakes but as a series the caps made a normal amount of mistakes for this this team i would say maybe a little bit more but every single time they made a mistake it ended up in the back of our net yeah, I mean, that's the danger of playing Florida. 
Right. And, you know, the worst part about looking like the rookie team is that if you are the rookie team, there's potential there, right? Okay, we hung with them. We've got something to build on. But we're old and clapped out, like, as a roster. Yeah. You know, not clapped out. But we're old. We're the old, we're the veterans. Yeah. There's, there's not much. no upside. Yeah. There's, there's not, you know, you're not looking with hope into the horizon. You're standing yeah. on the ledge being pushed by the other army off the cliff. Exactly. And you're like, fuck, man. If we would have only just done better, like, a hundred feet before, we might have been able to escape this. Right. Uh... Yeah. There, there's no time left, honestly, to fix this type of stuff. These were just bad mental errors. Um, and, you know, it almost looked like the Caps were just too old and washed in this game. Um, Ovi has one goal up to this point in the postseason. Not great. But, yeah. you know, um, it, you know, it happens, right? You know. And then after the team uh, didn't, after this game, the team didn't have Pracky on Thursday. So everybody got the day off. You know, I think in uh, um, with a team like this, with a lot of older guys, you know, what really right. are you going to teach them the one day between games? Exactly. And also, you're traveling from Florida back to Washington. Yep. I think it was wise to give them the, the, the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think well, I thought they were hurt. Well, I mean, and that might have been the case. You know, everybody's banged up a little bit. Let's take the day off, get yourself a... A massage, chill yeah. at home. And after the game, I wrote this outline uh, for this game. And I said, maybe we've got some hurt guys. Lo and behold, Backstrom's injury. Uh, nothing about Ovi yet. Uh, but, you know, Backstrom is definitely not 100%. I'm waiting. I, I think that we might have had some nagging injuries from a lot of the guys that are probably going to come out in the next couple weeks. Yeah. As of Sunday night, they haven't really released the full-on report. Um, after we go over the third game, we do have a couple injury updates we'll go over. Yeah, absolutely. So going to game six, elimination game, back in D.C. All right, so up to this point, you know, we've lost an OT overtime game. And that even the series, it's like, okay, you can brush that off, right? Yeah. Then we go out and blow a three-goal lead, and it's five unanswered, and you're just like, okay, well. This is bad. There's, there's, you can only go up from here. Yeah. They did. The Caps did. Scoreless after the first. Caps came out. Ovi's throwing the body. Everybody looked motivated and physical, for sure. First goal came as Dowd, uh, kind of finished like a, a half the way feed from behind the goal line. And it hits the corner. It looks like it's not completely in. So Dowd dives and hits it through the five hole. He like stops mid celly because yeah. he thought it was a goal, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh shit, that didn't go in." Mm-hmm. And then, kind of like in uh, one of the goals in the Mighty Ducks D two, one of the guys falls and like smacks it in from his stomach. Yeah, like that's kind of what Dow did. Exactly, and you know, you you thought that this game may be like, or at least I thought this this game may be won on the grinders. Well, lo and behold, Lomberg, um, you know, what a fourth liner for Florida, a few minutes later ties it up. So there's your there's your grind line going to work. 
Good to see the fourth line, who's been really strong throughout the season, continue that success through for the Washington Capitals through the playoffs. Uh, I thought Nick Dowd and Garner Hathaway and Larson had some of the best looks and sustained pressure in the offensive zone, to be completely honest. And But th- that's not out of character for the first line to get just shelled, but then all of a sudden they get on the rush and it's like, okay, automatic goal, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, that didn't necessarily happen this game. Backy ends up, though, tipping in a, sh- a Schultz shot to go up 2-1. But then the Panthers responded and tied it up again. Barkov scored with 5.43 left in the game. To win it. Oh, yeah. That was game three. Goal three. Goal three. Oh. Well, wait, you didn't even even want to put in the fucking Oshi heroics here in this one? Wait. This is game six. Did I miss an Oshi call? Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, I think I, um, I think I. Quit putting stuff in. Mid-game. Yeah, Barkov. No, no. This is Barkov. Oh. 5.43 left in the game. That's right. Okay. And then, I'm sorry. Yes. And then the Caps yeah. go man up. Backstrom draws a penalty. Six on four. Right. The Caps put a shot on net. Yeah, I mean, it that was an egregious t- trip. They had to call. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was insane. Yeah, it was a good call. The Caps put a shot on net during the power play. Six on four. It gets bobbled. I can't. I don't know how anybody does this, but Mantha from a glove. He's got both hands on the stick, left-handed. From the glove, pop. It pops up off the shot from the point, off of Bobrovsky. Pops it up, hits it out of midair with his stick off the crossbar. And TJ Osi is just there, like fucking whacking away. And it might have even been Ekblad, but he just kudos for Osh to just be there. Yeah, hits it in out of midair. He ties the game, and it's two-two going into the into the overtime. Yeah, I With forgot seconds to left. I was I was excited and tweeting, mm-hmm. and then once the game ended, I didn't care to go back. Right. Well, seconds left. We get an overtime, and just again, three men back, two defenders at low coverage, and it's uh, I think it's Huberto. To uh, for Faviari's playing him in the corner, he gets a shot off, perfect shot or perfect not shot, perfect pass over to Carter fucking Verhage, Carter Verhage, uh, you know, backhands it right into Samsonov and uh, into the net. But wait a minute, I don't think it was Barkov. I thought it was Giroux. Giroux and Chirot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Giroux scores the tying goal. Correct? No, Barkov tied the game, assisted okay. from Giroux. And then for Hagee, Giroux scored the first goal. Right. Not Lomberg. I think... Okay, we're fucking this all up. God damn it, Pauly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here. Give oh, us a second here. We're missing... So it was Dowd, Lomberg, and then Backstrom and scores and then on Giroux. a tip. On a tip, and that's answered by so we missed two goals. Yeah, Backstrom scores on a tip in, and then Giroux just coming down. I mean, it was a rush, and the fourth line I believe was out there, and they formed up, and they just let Giroux have that shot from outside the faceoff dots, and it goes five hole on Samsonov. Yeah, to make it two two. I. Hmm. 
Man, I mean, and then Barkov scored right with five forty three left on a on a cross cross crease pass again with guys back, just blown coverages. And here's the thing, like you like I said before, Ovechkin he has these, uh, you know, he has his talent, right? Everybody knows the shot's deadly. Everybody knows where he's going to shoot from, and they still can't stop it. I think the Florida Panthers have a little bit of this mojo going as well. Yeah, you know, uh, with just. Being able to break teams down from the face-off dots and in. And they they showed that they could do that expertly. Uh, Barkov gets the game, or gets gets the 3-2 lead. And then that's what forces TJ Oshie to have his sixth goal of the, of the, uh, of the series. series. Now, man, the... I hate to pile on Sammy here, right? So, like, the Lomberg goal, that's a good goal, you know, off a rebound or whatever. You've got Giroux, though, coming in alone and just beats Sammy five-hole. Like, five-hole from an angle. Yeah, it wasn't the best by Sammy. I mean, I still think it's a nice shot. It's a really good shot. But five hole elimination game from outside. Yeah, I mean that's one you want back. That's all we're gonna say. Yeah. No, it's fucking egregious. I mean, it, it's it's the. I don't know. At this point, are you saying that? Can you say Samsono is a choke artist? <clears throat> Just letting up those pivotal goals. They, you know. It, okay, so let's say he, the Giroud goal doesn't happen. Man, we win that. We win that. Yeah. Right? In Rago. We win that. Yeah, but also, I mean, who knows if that trip happens because the Caps wouldn't have had the goalie pulled. Sure. You're right. I guess we could we could fucking make up whatever fantasy bullshit that we want. Yeah. You know, fan fiction to the max. But after the Lomberg, so correction, after the Lomberg, it's Backstrom that puts us back up one and then answered by Giroux on the soft goal. And then Florida again, you know, uh, about seven minutes later, six minutes later, cross-crease pass to Barkov. At this point, the Caps are kind of turtling a little bit. They're reeling. Oshie comes out with some third-period heroics, and then blown coverage. Everybody's in position, but just nobody picks Verhage up. And this backhand shot was a good shot in position. You know, the, the Verhage was in excellent position. It was an incredible pass. But this backhander hits Sammy square in the chest and goes in. Yeah, I mean, definitely wasn't Sammy's best game. And that's all she wrote for the Washington Capitals fucking season. Yeah. Look, I would have much rather had the Washington Capitals get fucking swapped than this. And, Polly, you're always the guy that says shit like that, and I'm always like, nah, nah, it's great that we, like, you know, showed some potential here or whatever. This one, though? This hurts more than a sweep. It, it a does. A sweep, you're like, okay... 
they're really fucking good. We didn't show up. That was right. embarrassing. We were outclassed, but whatever. This we, they, like, we got. We had a lot of hope in this. You know, we win game one, we lose game two, we win game three, and then we lose it out. Yeah, I mean, we were getting little nibbles, and then the full carrot was right there. Right, and then okay, the OT loss like that happens in playoffs. That happens in hockey. That's okay. We'll take that. Like fuck it, fine. Yeah. The good team will respond. The good team did respond. Three goals. And then they blew it five unanswered to just get their asses kicked in regulation. Yeah. That's like, okay, the knife's in and the, and the OT loss is like the, the, the twisting of the knife. And then the five, three, uh, OT or the five, three blown, uh, lead there with a five unanswered goals, goals is like just being finished off by like having somebody with the, with the knife in and twisted rip off your arm and bludgeon you to death with it. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I mean... Terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right. Tell us about the fucking injuries. All I'm right. going to check the pins game. It's 3-3 going to overtime. Yes! So, apparently, Backy's hip injury has put his career in question. Uh, Backy said the hip's not going to be 100%. That's something we all know. Some days are good. Some days are bad or less good. That's just life. The best thing I want to do is play hockey, and that's my life. Obviously, I want to be back. I want to be back to normal. I'm not worrying about this. We'll see what's going to happen. Nothing's finalized yet. I believe um, another surgery might be on the horizon. They're going to have to reevaluate his hip situation. Tom Wilson. That lower body injury that kept him day to day may require knee surgery. McClellan said Willie wouldn't have been able to play if the Caps had advanced. So this was more serious than a day to day for sure. And Carl Haglin. They're still not sure about his future. Apparently, when he got hit in the eye, um, his carotid in the back of his eye. Yeah. Uh, was ruptured, and doctors initially considered removing it. The eye? No, the carotid. Oh. Or the... Carotid artery? No, the... Maybe it's choroid. Choroid? Choroid. Okay. They Um, said that he's not going to regain 100% vision already, which sucks. Well, he said he's doing everything he can to be back next year. He he said, still, I had two procedures so far. The second one was almost a month ago, a month on Friday. So it's still in that time zone of healing. Kind of not sure where it's going to end up, but I'm staying positive and optimistic that I'm going to come back next year. Um, You know, so some big question marks there. Some serious surgeries and healing required this offseason. You know, I'll, I'll make one of those... Statements that you just referred to. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Caps aren't going to win the Cup, I guess it's better they lost in the first round than making a run. Give these guys more time to heal. Less time to hurt it more. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. And, you know, uh, not McClellan. McPhee, you mean? Or, I mean, uh, no, McClellan. My bad. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, 
lots, like you said, lots of question marks. Tom Wilson said his summer now sucks. Yeah, and um, TJ Oshie said, you, know, you guys deserve another parade partying in the street. So hopefully they can bring it back. You know, I think that a lot of how the players have reacted on social media and, and through the press just really shows like what a great organization it is to play in, in D.C. and how well they do it. Uh, we've we've heard that from most players that we've had. You know, the Carl Alsner has said that, look, the, the D.C. club does it right. Um, I hate to see Carl Haglin out, but he's got one year left on his contract, you know whatever uh if that goes to ltir so be it if he plays so be it um tom wilson being getting an acl surgery if if or whatever meniscus or full bionic knee you know i've heard that when you have these knee injuries sometimes you're back and stronger than ever yeah, it's like a bionic knee. Yeah, and then uh, Backstrom though that's a, that's a nagging hip injury. He's been battling that for years. If he needs another surgery, woof. I don't know. It's it's tough. Uh, you know, obviously he's signed for the next few years. I don't see a better two way option. You know, I'll I'll. You know, like I said, my my segment on Thursday is going to be about the shit takes that I've seen and what really the Caps are going to be doing moving forward, probably. But I've seen a lot of bad takes on it. And do you really want... You know, ask yourself this. Do you really want to watch the Washington Capitals without Nicholas Backstrom? I will. But I'm not going to be happy about it. I don't want to. Backstrom in like... In like uh, Fucking Phoenix, Arizona. No, come on. Backstrom in like Minnesota, Montreal. Fucking sucks. All of those made my fucking skin crawl. Yeah. Trash. God awful. Think about that, Capstans. Do you really want to watch a Nicholas Backstrom in any other fucking jersey? Does that not make you fucking sick? Does me. Does me too. All right. So we've got our we've got our injury report. Thursday, we will talk a little bit more about maybe what the Caps are going to look like moving forward. But here's some interesting news. Kempty and Schultz come off the books next year. Marcus Johansson, uh, which is like another mil and a half, I think coming off the books next year if he doesn't get re-signed, which I doubt it. The young guns in Hershey have shown that they can stem the bleeding of cap money, mm-hmm. and they'll probably get a shot. Looking at you, Connor McMichael. Looking at you, Protoss. Looking at you, Alexiev. AJF. Looking at you, Axel Johnson, Fialbi. Who knows? You. Good for you. What? He said his name. Yeah, good. You know. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just... I think that the Caps' problems right now are much more pervasive than slotting in a, a center, slotting in a couple defensemen. 
a goalie. We can fix all those problems. I still think there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know. But we'll get into that more on Thursday. Yeah, we'll do that. So you had said that the Caps were going to go 2-2 two and two and Caps and 7. You were wrong. Mm-hmm. Not I as said, wrong as you. I said they were just going to close down 5. Trash. You said 2 of Eagles. I said 3 at 0. 0. Caps are golfing. Yep, they're golfing. You know, uh, Ovechkin, the first time he ever golfed, got a hole-in-one. And Carl, if you're listening, mm-hmm. if you go golfing with some of the boys, send us some videos. Yeah. Boys, shocking of beers, striping <laughs> drives. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see TJ Oshie out there, man. He's an incredible golfer from what I hear. Wow, what a beaut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Caps fans, you know, thanks for sticking with us throughout the season. Thanks for sticking with the team throughout the season. Another disappointing first-round exit. But let's take take an objective look at this. Minus the performance on the ice. If you just look at this on paper, you're thinking like Florida and five, right? Yeah. We went to six. You know, I said it would have been a win of a season if the Caps went to the second round. They would have been troubled by injury all season. We're old. We don't have the exact roster build for a cup run. No. At least not in the past, you know, 50 years. Not enough young guys, not enough young overperformers. And, um, I mean, we're here, we're here where we thought we'd be. Come on, I mean, honestly, if you thought about it objectively, we're here where you thought you'd be. It just sucks worse this year. This is the worst year. I think since the cup run, since the, since we won the cup, this has been the worst letdown because in the series, it seemed like the Caps had a lot of opportunity and they fucked it all up. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it wasn't just one person the whole time. Everybody wants to say JC's the bad guy, Backstrom, Samsonov, goaltending, whatever. There was, um, you know, a gangbang of clusterfuck going on. Long offseason. Lots of things to consider. Moves will be made. Cap space will be freed on the blue line especially. Which I feel like we could go with young guys there. Yeah. So, interesting enough. We've got options. We've got options, Caps fans. Tune into us Thursday. We'll be talking a little bit more about it. Give you maybe an objective look at things. Probably not. Probably not. I'll probably just be on a tirade. But until then, Capstones, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us throughout the season. We'll be with you until the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, of course. We'll be there to to be with you, talk about hockey and everything else. Maybe we could get some guests. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that or something. Who knows? But until Thursday, Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye.
Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Journal podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.